0: Hello, everyone. I'm Christina Roberts Enneking, and I am here to welcome you to the Real Eyes Realize podcast. This is a platform where we feature everyday people making ripple effects, actualizing love in their families, communities, and the world at large. Real Eyes Realize is a show where life and service dance together. For all of our podcast listeners, we invite you to sit back or take us with you on your walk or drive or however you enjoy your podcast, but listen deeply. We are here with our guests, here to listen to the sparks that have inspired action and heart-centered service and highlight ways in which we can also be motivated and inspired to create the positive ripple effects in our world. We're prepared to get real as well, authentic, courageous, and vulnerable through truth-telling and in that relating with one another to the things that matter most. So thank you for being here and enjoy this special treat next episode just for you all right well miss jessica smith welcome welcome to our real
1: eyes Realize podcast
0: hi thank you i love that invocation
1: every time i'm like
0: Mm, yeah super grounding and i just wanted to offer if you wanted to take the space to invite in your own spirit guides, um, whatever inspiration would support you to feel really grounded today, give you the space and time to do so. Thank
1: you. I have been working a lot with just the crystalline grid of the earth. So, you know, connecting with that, working with Archangel Archangel Sandalphon to really connect in and ground. Um, And also, you know, this episode is very special near to near and dear to me in many lifetimes and and many elements and dimensions. And so welcoming in my my dad's spirit here, I think, would be appropriate uh, Mm -hmm. to do as well. So welcoming those those elements of support for me. Thank you. Welcome, Jess. Welcome to all. So as we begin this podcast, I'm going to start with
0: the lovely bio of Miss Jess Smith, who (laughs) I will interject my own relationship with you in a bit, but I want the whole world to know who you are. And this is just a little snapshot of the amazing (laughs) talent that this woman represents. Uh, So Jessica Smith is many things. She is a writer a podcast host of the show Career Coaching with Jessness. She's a career coach and a public speaker, and she's based in Modesto, California. She is also an explorer of life and sees it as one big experiment to learn and grow. Jess believes the main ingredient we need to cultivate is a connection to our ness, and to embody the knowing that we are not here to figure out what to do, but rather who we are. This journey of ex- experimentation is not for the faint of heart but to begin all we need is a willingness and an open mind so so happy to have you here on the show with us jess and for the world i just also want people to know jessica smith is one of the founding uh, initiators of this podcast uh, when the inclination and the idea came forth for real eyes realize, realize The first person that popped in my mind was Jess to ask, how in the world do we bring this idea into a creation and into something that is a reality? So we all have Jess to thank for this podcast and the production of it. And I'm so grateful that you are here on the show um, part of the pause that we took as a podcast organization um, happened in December of 2020. And so part of our being here today is to talk a little bit about that and also the um, opportunities for grieving together and seeing a way through healing. And so do you want to start a little bit, Jess, to explain a bit of what happened in December?
1: Sure. Yeah. Um... And it's just so nice to be back and, and, you know, the timing of everything you, you just never know, right. How things will go. And it feels a little bit like a full circle with me being back and being now an interviewee. (laughs) Um, and it's been wonderful in that sense to have this platform, to be able to talk about some of the heavier parts of life so that we can continue to make those ripple effects of actualizing love in our communities and societies. So Um, in December, my family went through a really big transition, a really big change. Um, My father um, decided to leave earth. um, And he took his life in December, um, December seventh, And, um, and that was, you know, of course, I describe it as an asteroid kind of hitting our, our family nucleus, but we took a break from the podcast. Um, it's now when we're recording this, you know, it's end of March-ish. So it's it's been some time and I'm grateful for Christina's compassion and um, support through all of this. But, you know, it brings us to today and mm-hmm. what can we do today? And so as my voice shakes and I can barely stand <laughs> right now, I do feel, you um, a an opportunity to just talk about what's happening in the world of mental health in relation. You now I can't speak on behalf of everyone, right? But mm-hmm. this experience I've gone through and some of the impacts of last year ha- that has impacted all of us is just mental health is a thing. Yeah. We know it's a thing, but we're now seeing, I don't think we've even seen kind of the impacts of what mm-hmm. last year, some of the isolation, I'm sure we'll get into some of that, but I'm here today um, speaking on behalf of myself, my own personal experience with grief. I know it's not a one size fits all. Mm -hmm. I can't speak on behalf of my family. However, um, I'm just going to be as open and loving as possible with this. Mm -hmm. So
0: bear with me. (laughs) Thank you, Jess. And I have a whole box of tissues ready at the ready. um, So I'm here with you. We're all here with you. Um, I just wanted to say that that um, the compassionate pause that we took um, was an element that we are all in this together. We are family. We said that from the start, I've considered you a soul sister over the years And I think that at the beginning of this podcast, we set out with the mission to have hard conversations, to not just gloss over everything in terms of everything in life is positive because we don't believe that that is true. We think that there are ripple effects and there is an ability for us to have a positive ripple in our world. But sometimes the ripple is a shockwave. And I think that that was certainly an experience that you and your family and all those who know and love you have felt and experienced. So what I thought we could do today, if you're open to it, and I think it's really important that we honor the relationship that you had with your dad, the very special Mm daughter-father relationship. And tell us a little bit about him, if you could give us a little portrait of your sweet dad.
1: Yeah, I... um... He, he and I were, you know, I'm the oldest of four, four daughters. Um, he and I had a whole two years kind of running on earth together, you know, before the, the next kid came, which was a, a blessing and a joy, every sister that came. Um, and he was just a bright light, like the, the sunbeam in the room that, um, would tell stories with such an eccentric, you know, element. And, um, they'd sometimes get over-exaggerated and be sarcastic, but I learned storytelling and the art of connection and meeting people where they are and Mm -hmm. being generous, almost overly generous, right? Like there's that discernment too. Um, but he was just the most vivacious, fun loving guy. Um, Mm -hmm. and, a lot of my personality is, uh, probably, you know, related to him in terms of wanting harmony in the room, wanting to bring people together, wanting to make people laugh. Um, so, you know, it's, we've been very close throughout his, his living life. And, and I think I described this to you, Christina, the other day, it it feels as though I'm kind of straddling, right? Like Mm. California, Nevada, but it's like, his world and my world and there's a little bit more of a fluidity to our relationship I can't just call him up right yeah although I do listen to his voicemails often right but yes. it's it's I can call him up in a different way now um but I love him to death and uh he's just he's still around just in a different different form yeah different capacity I recall too
0: have being a daughter who lost her dad very prematurely uh, the, the impact of that in that relationship that continues to be maintained. And in fact, sometimes I feel it's even a bit stronger, uh, the ability to call upon them because they're in your heart and they live in your heart. And that I find continues to grow. Um, but I also know it hasn't been easy over the past 90 days. And mm-hmm. so, when you think about, um, the ripple effect that this has had on you and your family, um, I'm just curious how you would describe that and how you feel you've been doing now three months after, um, and what you what, what has maybe been even helpful for you in this grieving mm-hmm. process?
1: Yeah, it's so hard to put into words sometimes, but if, you know, as a writer and one that figures out how she feels through writing it out, yes. <laughs> I have thought about it <laughs> a lot. Um, and you know, the first month I feel like I went through kind of different phases and you know, the, the feeling it's the ultimate rug pulled out from under you moment. Um, it's the ultimate shock and the asteroid kind of hit like a natural disaster, um, where there's just a bunch it's, there's, there's a mess, you know, there's, there's a time of sorting. There's a time of, you know, the the first kind of 30 days was very much rallied around how do we honor our dad's life? How do we, Mm -hmm. how do we celebrate him, um, and bring people together? And people really did come out of the woodwork, you know, like community everywhere, which was wonderful. Um, but it was just a shocker, you know, roles, you know, there's a huge gaping gap of um, not only emotional support, but like what he brought to the table to our family yeah. and that element, all of a sudden just being gone and being reminded almost not even it. It's hard to wrap my human head around forever. We mm-hmm. say it for all the time. Oh, I'll love you forever. Like, Oh yeah. Like forever this, whatever. Um, but the in, forever in this feeling of impermanence and just, instant feeling, instantly feeling like, oh, my human hood. Um, it's just a big ball of wire that you got to unravel. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And what if you found
0: in that un? Unraveling, or even, and I'm sure at some point that has felt like an unraveling, an emotional unraveling. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, I can imagine. Um, what have you found that has been most helpful, most consoling? What are the things that have, like you said, come out of the woodworks to really support you?
1: Yeah. I mean, unraveling. it could. It means every everything that comes to mind when you think unraveling. It, it's happening. It has happened. Like, you know, the chaotic feelings, not knowing how to process them, like still having to work through kind of your day to day and everything feeling kind of insignificant, kind of silly. It's like, who cares about this email? Like who cares? It's like, good for you. Like a game show, you know, just, you kind of get jaded with everything at for at least for me, I did. Um, What helped was talking about it. Mm. Um, And at first I tried to rather than kind of talking about it, I tried to figure out everyone else's grief. And that's mm. the only way I describe it. Like look to how everyone else was dealing with it. Like being with a big family. My dad had three siblings as well. Um, lots, I mean, we just have a lot of people in our like family circle. And so I was just kind of watching everyone to kind of yeah. like, like, well, how, how do you do this? Um, And then I tried to support people by fitting into what their grief looked like. And it just, you, Mm -hmm. you'll hit a wall really quickly with Mm -hmm. all of that. Um, So what's helpful is first, not trying to figure out other people's grief. There's nothing to figure out. Um, It's just to distract yourself. Like and we're good at that as humans, you know, I think it's like, well, if I can just get the book on this, you know, and read it, I'll feel better because, and part of that, I think half of it is that, yeah. Part of it is I needed distractions. I needed stuff just to zone the F out and be gone. Right. And then I needed activities, tangible stuff. So like, and I really have tapped into like my childhoodness, like when I was a little justness, right. Like what, what did I do? Like playing with chalk, um, mm-hmm. coloring, tangible things that take me away from the 2d screen and feeling my, physicalness, like reminding myself that I'm alive and here and I can create, you know? And that reminds me, my friend, um, she, I went to Chico state with her. We were in uh Sigma Kappa together, lived together for two years. She lost her mom suddenly. And she said, Jess, I know this is going to sound so awful, but, um, this will rebirth you. Like it will re- it will revive you in ways that you don't even realize. And I, she goes, I know that sounds so awful, you know? And I was just like, how can I be revived? If my dad, like, I was just like, how can I, I'm never going to talk to him again. Yeah. But I think, you know, I'm, I'm keeping that in the back of my head because in times of great distress, you just need someone to hold the space th- that says like this, you go, you can get through this. Yes. And it being, you know, it's like, You're going to hear that from some people. It's going to annoy the hell out of you. And then you're going to hear it from people and it's going to resonate. Just take what resonates, leave the rest. Mm -hmm. But that's been a little, there's been a couple little North stars in the back of my mind that has helped carry me. And that's one of them. Mm -hmm. And just the ability to, and, and having that play out like a life experiment. What does, what does my friend mean when she says that? Okay. Through chalk. Oh, it's embroidered. It's like, it's just, it's this re- reviving of, um, living, reminding yourself that you're living, you're here. Yeah. Um, and you want to do it in honor of that person more, you know, mm-hmm. like that's a big part of it. I think.
0: That's beautiful. You know, it's interesting. I have a sister-in-law who's expecting a baby any week now. And mm-hmm. I think, you know what, they don't give you a manual when you bring a life into this world. And they no. certainly don't give you one when one leaves this world. no those are the biggest transitions right in our lives, life and death. And nobody tells us a blueprint of how to get through them. Right. As we face, especially something as shocking as a very early departure um, Mm -hmm. from your dad, I'm curious because suicide is such a difficult thing. So difficult. Um, Is there anything that you have as wisdom that you or your family have gained through this in terms of, um, you know, anything along the way that has helped you and supported you in your own grieving?
1: Yeah, no expert, but like lived experience, I'm starting to realize you don't need to read a book to live an experience and then have a resonant personal experience vivacious lesson that comes of it. You know what I mean? And I think it's like, that's also, huh? Okay. Um, you're living it, you're doing it, Jess. You're like, you waking up every day and like doing things is doing it. Um, so, you know, it's like, there's two sides. There's so many perspectives that I look at it from like, there's the me, that's the daughter of my dad. That's having a grieving experience. There's the oldest kid, having an experience, that's something, I don't know, there's something there. (laughs) The (laughs) rule, birth order. It it always comes into play. (laughs) It always comes into play. And then there's like my soul, my justness, having an experience with it. And it's like all aspects of me are interacting with this experience, this grieving process different. And so looking at it from a couple different standpoints, it's like the human part is we need to be talking about how we're feeling. We need to have discernment for what we're taking into our atmosphere, into our aura, into our mind, we get to decide what we're taking in and that then impacts how we're going to treat ourselves and all of that. Like, and if you're like, no, I can scroll Instagram for three hours a day and it not impact me. Okay, sure. Try it for a week without it and see what, how Mm -hmm. your choices are changed, all of that. So there's that human, very hard, just kind of 3d, you know, just hard and fast kind of, yeah, I need to be talking about it and I'm responsible for what I take in. And if I, and if people ask me, Hey, how are you? And I say, I'm good. In order to be in a trustworthy relationship with anybody, I need to be telling the truth. And if I'm not good, I need to say, I'm not good, even if I don't have the solution. And even yeah. if that other person, if you don't know the other person has the bandwidth, let's throw that out the window. Like we need to be saying, even if it's like, and half the time it's like, I hear it, you just got to get it out of your mouth. Right. Yes. So it's like, there's that there's also like the spiritual side of it that I see in terms of just honoring the death, death and birth life cycles. Like every single living thing on earth has, we go through cycles all the time. Women, we go through it monthly fun. <laughs> okay? You know, seasons, Joy. four times a year, like it's ingrained in everything that we live, but we don't talk about it. It's like, so it's like the talking about it. And and so to to answer your question, I guess it's, yeah. Talking about it with people that you trust and then all, and whether that means a therapist or a friend, you know, whatever. But then the second part is just looking in nature for where the life cycles happen. That Mm -hmm. has brought me great comfort. Like I have this tree in my backyard. I think it's called a butterfly tree. I can't find the name. I've done a ton of research. I've downloaded like 10 apps. Anyway, it's this tree. It goes through, I live in California. So it goes through all four seasons. And right mm-hmm. now it is like, it was totally, it's shaped like a little hair bob. It's so cute, but it was like totally just Brown and you know no leaves, nothing all winter. And it's right. budding now mm. there, it, there can't be a rebirth without a death. And so it can yeah. be, that is floating around constantly. And so it's like just not being so gripped um, to the permanence of things because it's just a mirage. Yeah, so beautifully said. Well, you know, I think about, you
0: mentioned impermanence early on, you know, and that's kind of like the only thing that we can depend on is that things are not gonna last forever. And so how do we start to foster a relationship with that, knowing that, like you said, it's part of the cycles and part of the patterns. It's a natural cycle. It's going to happen 100% to everybody. Yeah. And at the same time, how we deal with it matters as well, that we mm-hmm. don't shove things under the rug. Um, I remember in our intake call, you made, I, it was a quote that I write, wrote down. I thought it was so brilliant. Um, it is life or death if you don't speak up. And so, when you were talking through that and thinking about that, um, can you say a little bit more about mm-hmm. that to you?
1: Yeah, I, I think it's something that's coming out of my mouth more often. And oftentimes, you know, like I said earlier, it's like until I am in a, space, a safe place that I'm being invited into the combo, you know, it's like, and, and that quote has come out a few times on different podcasts. And it's just this idea that, if you're not talk, you know, talking to someone today, asking for help, raising your hand, um, is helping you create, kind of understand what your point of reference is. Because right now, too, in this virtual setting, I think all of us, it's so easy just to kind of lose our point of reference and think we're either way bad at this or way, way great at it or my relationship is just up in, up in arms or it's no, that's fine. That's how our relationship is because we're looking online. There's this exacerbated impact of having everything online. And so therefore we lose our point of reference. We start thinking our mental health goes kind of wobbly. And therefore we don't speak up because we think we're the only ones kind of Mm -hmm. having this issue because it seems like everyone else has got it. So not speaking to someone, not talking up, um, your life depends on it now. Like, We've gotten to that stage where it's, it's really, really important that when someone asks, how are you, you tell the truth. Mm -hmm. And if someone tells you that they're not okay, knowing that just because you asked, it doesn't make your, it, your responsibility to fix it, but that's not the idea. We need to get away from solution driven conversations and just connecting more.
0: Mm, God, that's so beautifully said. I just want to have an amen on that one, sister. Amen. Because I'm telling you, in this world, and we're still in the pandemic, right? Here we are. This interview is being done March 2021. It's been a year now for most people in terms of shelter in place. And we're not out of it yet, although there is hope around the corner with vaccines, Um, but I think that you tapped into something earlier on about the mental health. And I think you're right. I think we are just starting to see some of the impact of the deep loneliness and isolation that this pandemic has created, as well as many silver linings, right? The the importance of how much we miss being together and connected and how important that is for our human family. Um, But when you think about kind of like peeling back the layers on mental health um, is there anything that comes to mind around, gosh, you know, if I would have heard this or seen this, or what are some signs that maybe we all can look for? And if you had a magic wand, what would we be doing about that in terms of being able to support a more positive ripple effect when it comes to mental health in America?
1: It's, it's a, a million questions in one. I think it's, and, and the reason I say that is because I think it, it needs to be tackled from many sides, yeah. many sides, you know, first looking at, you know, is everything we're doing at work efficient? You know, It's just like, it can be as basic and logistical as that. Mm-hmm. And it can also be as, as esoteric um, as, okay. So it has been good. Like you said, the silver line, it has been good in a way that we've slowed down, mm-hmm. slown. It's not a word it is now. we've slowed down. It's a Ness word. (laughs) It's a Ness word. It's part of the necessary vocabulary. Yeah. (laughs) So it's like, we've slowed down enough to realize like, are we all that extroverted as we think we are? No, we're not. We need more alone time. So that's, and we've had more family time. We've, but here's the thing. It's like, not everyone's family time is supportive and loving and safe. So then we have that polarity that's happening at home. We're realizing we've been moving too fast. We need to slow down. And we need to go more inward and have that relationship at home and cultivate our home life before we go out into the world. But then if that home life is rough, then what? Mm -hmm. And then there's also this external balance of how often are we outside of our homes interacting? Are they the right interactions? Is it, am I speaking out enough? So it's like the balance between inner and outer world, but then also just like, are our days set up for living? Mm. Or are they, well, how are they set up? And I think a lot of people have gone through this kind of thing where, I mean, that's why home improvements through the roof, because they're like, huh, you know, why not? This is our home, you know, but we haven't had two seconds to notice. I really hate looking at that fence. (laughs) fence." So it's like, it can be everything and all at once, all at the same time with mental health. I think it all comes Mm -hmm. back. If people were to start with anything, it's taking inventory, personal Mm -hmm. inventory, um, And, you know, the impacts, I, I work in corporate America, I work in a tech company, I also work for myself. And so it's like, I have this solopreneur kind of, I, I mindset, and then I work in HR. Yeah. And so, and we've seen more than ever, leave of absences through the roof, our um, employee assistance program, maxed out, um, Kaiser in in Colorado, all of the mental health appointments, comp- like 90 days out, completely booked. Mm-hmm. So they're mm-hmm. outsourcing. So people, you know, it's like, there are resources. Like the first thing is just, am I okay? What do I need? And what's available? There are free things available. Um, but it it really start, no one's going to knock on your door and ask you how your mental health is not even your mom. Like she'll call, but it's like, it's your responsibility to you only, you know, what's going on in your head, you know? Mm Mm-hmm. Don't you think too, if somebody
0: were to ask, "How is your mental health?" I think most people would be like, "I'm good. All's good, because I think there's such a stigma around mental health. And if I'm not in a place where I'm feeling everything is good, then something's wrong with me. Do you have any thoughts on that? Would you agree? What's it's, your take on that?
1: It's an interesting thing because I feel like people are so thirsty, so hungry to talk about mental health, mm-hmm. mental well-being, what they're doing for wellness but only in a setting where it's like, this is a wellness webinar, you know, mm. like we're all talking about health. We need to start integrating all of that into our literal, like in the beginning of the pandemic, I don't know if you remember people would ask, Hey, how are you at the beginning of meetings? And you'd take 10 minutes to literally yeah. talk about just the life mundane stuff and yeah. everyone cool. Then you move on that kind of phased out. Cause everyone's like, let's just bing bang, boom. Let's just get the order in and everyone's so sick of zoom um no offense zoom or just online (laughs) but it's like then that was happening so it's like the empathy is kind of drizzled out i think over the last year so now it's like okay so we're a year out we still have the same situation happening we still people's mental health and wellness vitality is lower than ever um and the empathy is now gone with asking how we are and all of that it's just it but I think people are open about it, especially these younger generations. Like it's cool to talk about mm-hmm. mental health. It's cool, like, but there's this, it's not at work, not at, it's very, mm-hmm. it's polarized like segmented. Mm-hmm. Yes. And so, and also like segmented within segments because it's, mm-hmm. we have a wellness program at work. But if my boss were like, hey, how are you doing today? I can't be like, I cried all morning. You know, yeah. it's like, I could, but I want to get through the day, de- get through the meeting. So yeah. there has to either one, be we need to slow down even more so that there still is room for empathy within conversation. So pe- pe- there's room to talk about our feelings, not just in a wellness webinar, but in the day-to-day.
0: Mm. You know what that brings up, too, is you mentioned at the beginning how important it is to speak out. Um, I also find it is important to be able to sit and listen. And that is a beautiful skill to be able to, and I think you mentioned early on just to have the space, yeah, to feel the safe space, to be able to say, you know what? Yeah. Like I cried all morning. I'm trying to pick myself up, but it hasn't been a great day and that, that's okay. Um, so thank you for, I feel like you've just given permission for people to be able to be super real. And that I think is the biggest gift of all. Um, yeah.
1: Amazing. It's, it's, it's what we talk about here right the ripple effects actualizing love if i say i'm having a hard day because for the longest time being being a peppy you know kind of this is kind of my external character i guess you know it's like for the longest time like being a kind of most of the time jovial not all the time but um jovial upbeat somewhat you know funny person if i was if i was quiet that day everyone would notice you know and it would bother me so i put on this front and this sure. is another thing I've learned in this situation is n- enough with the fronts. We can't be surprised by, um, you know, if you come up to, if you come to a party and you're in a bad mood, it's okay, be authentic, be human. And at the first I started explaining why I was, I, I was like, God, this is exhausting. I, here I am <laughs> explaining why I'm in a bad mood to everyone. But then I just started saying, I'm just having, it, I'm just feeling human today. And now mm. my boss knows that that's what I say. And it's like, I'm, and now other people are saying, it's like, I'm just feeling it. And it's not invasive with people's privacy. We don't, yeah. the, the point is we don't need to spill our guts. There's there's going to be a comfort level that each of us have yeah. with the amount of people we share with, with the details and all of that. I'm not saying get on the mic and, you know, start a podcast and, you know, tell your feelings. Guts. Guts. <laughs> spill, <laughs> spill your guts. That'd be a great show title. Spill your guts. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, it's, again, it starts with just getting more comfortable with yourself.
0: Yes. Yeah. And I think too, like you say, there's going to be a different level of sharing, oftentimes based on the level of trust you have. And that happens over time, you know, building that relationship. And so, um, but I do love the point that you made that like, for example, in the workplace, oftentimes we want to get right to the point. We want to talk about results and we want to talk about what needs to be done. And we get into this execution strategy. And sometimes I find being a coach myself People start to feel like a commodity, like that they don't matter as much. So yeah. that level of empathy to really check in and to really care about the other person um, I think is a beautiful way to build trust. And we know in organizations, when you have a foundation of trust, it allows us to get even into conflict oriented situations or challenges and do do better because we can be more honest with each other. Yeah, so um, thank you for that reminder. Um, One of the things that we oftentimes ask in these podcasts, and I I think it's appropriate here, um, that we often say that when struggle happens, that is also the opening for magic. And you mentioned a little bit of um, some things that have happened um, for you that maybe feel like a silver lining or a sense of new hope. Um, Is there anything that you could reflect upon for us today about what you're looking
1: forward to? I think, um, you know, there grief is interesting because, um, it's like, you could be walking along on the street and then like just all of a sudden just, it hits you. Right. Mm-hmm. And then you're just sad about the future and him not being there and all of this stuff. Um, and then other times, you know, I will hear his voice in the back of my head and I'll just giggle. Cause I'm like, Oh, that was so you, or like a song <laughs> will come on at home Depot. That's like not even a radio song. And I'm like, huh? Um, but you know, the silver linings are, um, I love feeling him everywhere. I love knowing that I can tap into, you know, his essence. And that's the other thing I wanted to mention too. You mentioned earlier, sometimes the, the connection feels stronger after. Mm. And I think my theory with that is because their essence, it's pure essence of them, Mm. you know, all of the the worry, the stress, kind of the, the earthly lessons that we are graced with um, they're not there. They're they're So it's just like, it's just like the, just their essence. So I think, I think that's kind of cool. But the silver linings have been, um, you know, my sisters and I are closer than ever. My mom and I are closer than ever. My grandma, um, Mm. we've, you know, we're, tough set of women, uh, (laughs) gender neutral as well. Um, we've got it all and seeing how seeing my dad in each of them has been so cool. And my, I joke with my younger, my youngest sister, we're now, I'm realizing we're a lot alike. Um, (laughs) and that's why we butt heads, right? We were all kind of like, all three of us were kind of the funny ones of the group. So I totally make sense. Now at first I was just like, she's the youngest, what the heck, get out. But, um, (laughs) but seeing him, he shines so brightly out of Mm. all of these people. Um, but yeah, I mean, they're still unfolding. It's, and it's as simple as I'm trying to find the silver linings in the day to day, just like I'm noticing, this is going to make me sound, who knows, who cares? Um, I'm noticing birds now, you know, my, there's been a lot of work I've done with my yard, with plants, Mm. also supporting that outlook of cycles, things come and go. And it's part of the rebirth of everything. But um, I feel like I've been more present for, for the signs Mm. just because I, you know, it's, if you're not, you know in alignment with yourself um or at least willing having the willingness to yes. do so um you're gonna miss some of those special things because this is the last thing i'll say too about it because i think it's important the people who have passed over they are always next to us they're always right there but they they need permission to come through so we need to talk to them, ask them, come into my dreams, talk to me, give me advice, write a letter to them and write back and see what comes through. We can penetrate, you know it's it's almost like it's we can it's one way call out um, <laughs> and and they can communicate, but we we have to welcome it and be yeah. and state that, yeah,
0: and don't you find sometimes it is. Just taking the time to maybe just sit down and yeah. to ask the question and then to wait to receive. And then all of a sudden, like you said, it may be a song that comes on the radio and it was exactly the words that you needed to hear in that moment mm-hmm. or the knowledge that that spirit, that essence is very close to you. And I think once you put the call out, not only do they come, but then they bring all their recruits. So I don't yes. know about you, but you probably find that there are many, many essences that are supporting you in these many. days.
1: I'll tell you a quick funny story. My oh, sister, it's here. in December, so December, Christmas time, she was wearing, my dad was notorious for taking us to concerts. Like girl dad, uh, we didn't, we didn't go, you know, hunt- hunting, we didn't go camping, we didn't go snowshoeing, you know. It's like, oh, concerts were the thing. So we have a you'd t- always get us a t-shirt. So in sync, my sister Kelsey, my second sis, was wearing this in-sync concert uh, t-shirt that we got to ride aid for over the holiday. And of course, it's just this bizarre feeling because it's the holidays, like have a holiday and you're just like, oh, shut up. I'm That sucks. (laughs) That sucks. Like, I don't (laughs) want a poinsettia. They never live, you know, (laughs) it's like, okay. so you're walking it. So she's walking in. It's like total Christmas music stops, starts playing in sync. Of course, <laughs> out of no, in December, like, and then went back to the mu- went back to the Christmas music. After it's just oh. little things like that. We were all cracking up. So it's like <laughs> we're like, okay, you know, the other, the another really strange thing. We were playing this game, Cards Against Humanity, uh-huh. and my sister had got us all lockets with Dad's photo in it for for Christmas, and one of the cards that she pulled was it was like, take my photo out of that locket. And we were like, what in the heck? <laughs> I'm like, he would want us to take his photo out. He doesn't want to be, he's like, stop, no photos, no photos, you know, stuff like that. So I'm like, oh my gosh. So they're everywhere. They're everywhere. Yeah. Oh,
0: yeah. I love that. And I love just the, <laughs> the laughter and the smile. Like I can just see you all in Home Depot looking at each other when the Inexcessed song comes on and you're like, what?
1: <laughs> that's <laughs> that's when that. the synchronicities of life and, and yes. starting to just, just feel that connection. Yeah. 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 Well, as we close, I want to just offer
0: up this time too. Um, I think I heard that you're working on book number two.
1: Is that about right? Would you like to tell us a little bit something about that? Sure. Uh, this is the first time I'm kind of talking about it like publicly, but yes, I working on book two. It's, that is another one of those things that, um, I feel like there's a portal of channeling, opening up for me and been taking a lot of time to write and all of that. So book number two, it's, it's definitely going to be a different vibe from book number one, (laughs) but I I'm pretty sure um, it's going to be about, you know, this, this moment of when life offers us a moment of the rug gets pulled out from under us. What do we do then? How do we, how do we navigate who, you know, and it's not going to be like a, these are the five steps to healing because that doesn't exist. Um, but (laughs) it's, uh, it'll be my experience from kind of chronologically, I think it'll be a a neat, different type of writing. So I'm excited.
0: Beautiful. I can imagine that that's a challenge to write. And at the same time, it's probably quite therapeutic. Very. And so good for you. Um, I know too, for our listeners of this podcast, you are offering a special uh, gift around book number one. Um, Would you like to express
1: what that is for our group, our audience? So book number one is, uh, it's called Your 20s. It's about navigating the ups and downs of your, your 20s. Um, and I'd like to offer a special signed copy for any listener with no, you know, no expiration date, um, just message me and I'll sign that book for you for 20 bucks and send it to your house. I've had a lot of people purchase it for as a graduation gift, sweet 16, 20 something, anything, um, So it's fun for a lot of moms actually buy it for their kids.
0: (laughs) (laughs) It's fantastic. Well, I have to say here I am in my fifth decade and I loved the book. Love, love, loved it because I think there's lessons no matter what, what age you are. But I think generationally, when we're trying to like figure out who we are and start to make our mark in the, maybe the corporate world or whatever our occupation may be, those are some tough years and so i mm-hmm. think you just did such a great job of coining the challenges and then how to find your inner ness mm-hmm. and so that's the piece the vitality right you want to describe Ness real quick
1: before we do our closing questions yeah so your Ness, you probably have heard me talk about you know justness Ness is the voice uh, it means the embodiment of your soul so it's really fun. You can add nest to the back of your name, and then you've got your own vocab word for your inner voice of wisdom—that that soul voice. And Christina, I think you're quoted in the book. In the I, back, there's a really fun section because the whole essence of the book is there is no right way to grow up. And so I I interviewed people from all over the world of all ages, reflecting back on their 20s, and it just goes to show that there there isn't one path, um, and everyone learns different things at different times. So, um, if you're feeling like, Oh, I'm all alone, grab the book.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and it's fabulous. I completely support anybody who wants to pick this up. It's such a quick a quick read too. So one thing that we love to do, and I want to go ahead and kind of close this podcast with some of our collective questions, but before I do, I just wanted to ask if there was anything else you wanted to offer based on the conversation that we just had, um, around, um, you know, the gifts, thank you for sharing so much from your heart. Um, But I just wanted to make sure that we were able to wrap that up in a way that you feel good about.
1: No, I feel complete with it. Yeah. I. You know, it's, I've prayed a lot, meditated a lot before this show and just really wanted to express, you know, my humbleness and just, I don't know, represent myself in a way that's, in a really chaotic, kind of murky experience. Clearly, <laughs> so hopefully that was helpful. But <laughs> thank you for the platform. And I would just like to offer, you know, if, if you've lost somebody, um, if you are going through a grieving, you know, moment, there are a couple books that have really helped me. Feel free to reach out; I can recommend some books. Um, oh, great. But don't forget to
0: talk I think what someone. we'll also do, and I just want to highlight on our collective resource hub, if you send me a direct links of anything that you found right. helpful, I will put that together and we'll post it on our resource <clears throat> hub so that everybody will have access to the books that have been really valuable, um, maybe any podcasts. I also have a link to even the mental health report for the recent right. one that came out. So I think that kind of information would be really helpful. Perfect. Okay, so I'll you. do that. Yeah. OK, cool. So now we're going to end with our collective questions, which, as you know, because we <laughs> help to create these together, we like to ask these of all of our guests as a way to just kind of wrap up the show. So first question is, um, what are you currently reading or watching, if anything?
1: Oh, um, I'm reading Nonviolent Communication. Um, oh, Marshall Watershed. Rosenberg. Mm hmm. And it's a book, another one by. um it's like of grief. It's one of my recommendations. It's not on my desk right now. Um, I believe it's by Martin Prattel. And it's about something like of grief and praise. I can send you the link. Send um the link.
0: Okay. We'll put that on the thing. Awesome. How about if you could eat dinner and engage in dialogue with anyone past or present, who would it be? Oh, come on. My dad. I know.
1: Can you tell <laughs> us what his name is? I don't know if Jeff. we even meant to Jeff. Jeff. Smith. Yes. He's he, we'd pro, it would be the best dinner ever. And I would make sure we'd go someplace really, really slow. <laughs> uh, I love that. I love that.
0: Are there any practices that you are doing right now um, to help remind yourself to show up in this world in the way that you choose to in terms of being alive?
1: Dancing. 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 I have a wonderful playlist um, and it's called it's ecstaticness dance. <laughs> I love it. And is that on Spotify? Can you uh-huh. share it with our listeners? Oh, yeah. too? Heck yes, okay. Yes. We'll put that in the show notes. It's um, there's tribal music, but what I'm finding is um, like, I've been doing jump rope and things just like we hold so much everywhere energetically. And so letting out noises and dancing like with loud music has been wonderful. I love it. Good somatic release. I love it.
0: And then just to kind of close our show, what are you grateful for today, Ms. Jess?
1: I'm grateful for the opportunity to be here and, um, and just, I mean, it's just wonderful that we have freedom of speech in order to, to, share openly and not be fearful of what we're sharing. Um, and I'm, I'm thankful that I get to offer this up as hopefully a look inside um, what the first 90 days of, of grief may look like some silver linings it may part of what you, what I said may piss you off it's just it's all part of the process um, <laughs> just hang in there
0: <laughs> awesome well thank you Jess for being here love you sister in love so you. many ways thank you for tuning in to another impactful conversation here on Real Eyes Realize podcast we hope you take the, some time to let the wisdom of the stories that were shared here today sink in and we welcome you to engage with us on our social channels at realize.love on instagram at realize.love on facebook and also our virtual voicemail on speakpipe you can call us and let us know individuals you'd like to hear us interview or ideas for stories that you think would be impactful for others to hear we also have links in the show notes and we invite you to go to our website realize.love where you will find an online resource hub It is our gift to all of our listeners to provide you the resources and support in making your own ripple effects, actualizing love in this world. Thank you for listening. Thank you for being here. Thank you for doing all that you do. And remember, be true, be real, be you, and we'll catch you next time. Thank you.